sharing wisdom and speaking truth, this is the IPHC Leadership Cast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the IPHC Leadership Cast. I'm Garrett Magby and today I'm here with Dale Adams, the, uh, the Bishop of the River of Life Ministries Conference and also author of a brand new book coming out called Soul Healer. Dale, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, thanks. We're uh, very glad to have you on the program, and um, today we're here at the, the 28th General Conference. We're mm-hmm. in the, the very first preliminary day before, I guess, the, the, the main event starts happening. And wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, your background, have you tell us a little bit more about what you're involved in, but also uh, about the book and hear your heart for the book and uh, the direction that, that you went with the book and, and that sort of thing. So. Okay. Well, thanks for having me. I do consider it an honor to be here. And uh, I guess my story, especially with the IPHC, started uh, when I moved into Pennsylvania and I wasn't even aware of the IPHC. Uh, We actually moved there to plant a church. And uh, the church that we were with actually joined with another church that was an IPHC church. And through the process of time, I really began to fall in love with the IPHC church. And uh, three years ago, I was elected as the bishop of the, of the conference. Uh, and since then, it's been quite a journey. But I also still pastor a church. I pastor Life Spring Christian Church uh, just outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The book really comes from my journey as a pastor more than anything. One of my life messages, my life scripture is John 10.10, where Jesus said, I came that you can have life and have it more abundantly. And I saw so many Christians, good, godly people, uh, living for God, but living far beneath what I felt was the abundant life that Christ offered. And I really started to ask myself those questions. Why can't these people overcome uh, hurts and addictions and failures from the past? And because most of the uh, problems that I dealt with weren't really spiritual problems. And a lot of the problems I dealt with weren't physical problems. So I really began this journey uh, to discover what was that reasoning? And I really feel that that's the premise of this book. It was the research that I did uh, looking into the soul of man and just how broken and how uh, damaged it was in the fall. And and then how then do we get to that place of that abundant life that Christ promised us? Absolutely. Uh, So let's tell me, tell me, let's dive into um, uh, a little bit about your thoughts on what causes uh, the soul to be so broken, maybe in, in this period of time more so than others, and, and what are some of the cause and, causes and effects of, uh, of that in, in younger generations and, and even, even just kind of society as a whole? Well, I think the church has done a great job at emphasizing healing the, the spiritual man. Uh, that whole process of salvation and redemption and sanctification. And those are spiritual problems. Man, uh, when, when Adam sinned and man fell, I believe that he died in more ways than he can imagine. Uh, 
Yeah. We know that he didn't die instantly, but there was something in in his spirit that died instantly. And I believe that even in the soul of a man, something died that day. Because when you think about it, you know, Adam never experienced fear. He never had guilt. He never had shame. He never had all of those things. And none of those things are spiritual problems. Those are emotional problems. And it says, when God said, Adam, where are you? He said, I was afraid. So I hid myself uh, because he was embarrassed. He was ashamed and, and that guilt. Those were brand new feelings that man had never experienced before. Yeah. And that was because his soul was broken. And I think the church also does a good job at ministering to the sick and to the needy and to the, you know, praying for healing and all those things that we believe in. Uh, but I don't think that they address the emotional issues, especially of this generation uh, that's, that's coming up, because I think they, they have a hard time even expressing why it is that they're broken or why it is that they're lost or why it is they feel the way they do because I don't think it's just a spiritual answer. It's not just a physical answer that you can heal with drugs or medication or uh, I believe that there's a deeper rooted problem and I believe that it is the Holy Spirit who is that that one person of the Trinity that digs down into the soul of man and really begins to heal. Yeah. The reason I think uh, it's so prevalent uh, out there in our culture is that we have been taught to mask our pain. If we just pray more, then that will fix us. Or sometimes that doesn't fix us. Right, right. Because it's not a spiritual problem. And we're attacking a soul problem from the spiritual realm. And I'm not saying prayer doesn't work, but I'm saying there's a better way. Yeah. And I believe that better way, just like we confess our sins to God and He heals our spirit. Uh, we believe in the broken body of Christ to heal our wounded body. Uh, we have to look to the Holy Spirit because I believe he is that person who is our soul healer. I have a friend who talks about the fall of man, and that's a classic term that we all understand what that is, but he calls it the crash because the fall is much too uh, benign. You know, you can fall and trip, yeah. but when, when man fell, I mean, it was a train wreck <laughs> in every imaginable way. Yes, yes. Uh, and that's why John 10, 10 says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to steal our health. He comes to steal our, our spiritual soul for eternity. But he also comes to steal our peace, uh, our, our well-being in our mind and in our emotions. He'll take whatever he can get. Yeah. But Jesus said, but I came that you can have life, spirit, soul, and body. And body. Yeah, and 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 in essence, providing these three aspects is 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 also lends to this um, proof, if you will, of the fact that there are these different aspects of what makes up a person's um, total well-being and total spiritual life: uh, the soul and the body 
and emotions. Um, let me ask you this, because the book is titled Soul Healer. Uh, what direction does the do you take the book? What direction do you take the the, the material um, in order to get to the the final conclusion or the final um, uh, aspect of the book that that your main main pointed uh, main point is towards? I really describe the book as a roadmap, uh, not how to get your soul healed. It's how to introduce be introduced to the Holy Spirit in a in a new light. Uh, he is the soul healer. So each chapter kind of takes you through a discovery process where you begin to see, hopefully, that, oh yeah, this part of my life, the Holy Spirit can touch that and not just touch it, but he can heal that. Because I don't believe that uh, we are meant to go through life carrying the scars and the traumas of a childhood or of a broken relationship. If Jesus came to make us whole, that means he came to make us whole right, in, right. in every aspect of, of who we are. And to me, it is more kind of unwrapping, maybe a new way of thinking about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because classic Pentecostals, we see the Holy Spirit as the baptizer, the one who gives us the power to be his witnesses. But his role goes so much deeper than that. You know? So I think it's just a, a new way to view the Holy Spirit. And once we recognize him that, oh, he's the one, just the same way we come to Christ, there's a moment in our life where we realize that I need a Savior. And he is the one who can save me. Same way with the Holy Spirit. I need a comforter. And he is the one who can comfort. Right. I need someone to, uh, to take away my anxiety. And he is the one who can do that. I have trouble with, with forgiveness. And he is the one who can help me forgive. Because those are soul issues, not spirit issues, not body issues. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that also lends towards, uh, you know, we, we always hear about living in freedom. Or that's a, that's a, a term coined quite often is... is is through Christ we can live in freedom, but it's the freedom from, from not just you know somebody dealing with a, an emotional issue, but it's the fact that they're living in freedom there and can live in freedom in the soul and can live in freedom in the body. I love that. That's just such a, such a. Uh, uh, I think it's a unique perspective that that is there, but maybe a lot of people have not either grasped or really looked at in depth the way that you, the way that you're you are in the book. You know. Well. Uh, I guess every author wants to think that he has, you know, a, a particular slant or a new <laughs> revelation or something. Uh, but I just feel that this message is so important, uh, especially for this generation coming up. Yeah. Uh, they don't have a lot of coping skills uh, and to give them some hope that, you know, there's an answer to that emotional thing that's, that's uh, keeping you up at night. Or, yeah. or there's a way that you can be fear, freed from the anxiety or, you know, even things like um, body image and a sexual uh, gender confusion and things like right. that. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I do bring out in the book is that there are there are four voices that speak to us that kind of tell us who we are. 
uh, there are outside voices that we hear all the time. Uh, and that starts from birth. Oh, Johnny's such a good little boy. You know, Jane's such a cute little girl. <laughs> right, right. You know, and those outside voices, the more we hear them, they begin to create an inside voice that then we begin to think, I'm good at this or I'm not good at that. People love me when I'm this way or people reject me when I'm that way. So then we have this inner voice inside of us that begins to reiterate sometimes good things, but most of the time bad things right. about who we are. And then there's a voice of the enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He is always going to be there to say that we are less than uh, what we are and what we were created to be. Right. But that fourth voice and that most important voice is the voice of God. you know, And he speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. And he says, you're valuable. And he says, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And he says these things. And what we have got to allow happen is allow the voice of the Holy Spirit, who is always speaking truth, who is always speaking to who we truly are, right. to who uh, our true destiny is, to what our true gifts are. We have to let him drown out all those other voices because even the loving voice of parents can be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. We know the voice of the enemy is always wrong. <laughs> right. And the things we tell ourselves, more often than not, they're wrong. But if we look to that Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, you tell me who I am. You give me my body image. Yeah. You give me my confidence or whatever it is. And that is, uh, uh, that can set someone free. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, while, while you were telling me this, it makes me think of all the people throughout scripture that God used to do miraculous and great things who probably had a lot or had gone through a lot of those same questions. You know, I know one thing that comes to mind is the fact that uh, uh, Moses was used in such a great way and yet his, his verbal communication skills uh, might not have been, you know, on par with what we would think would be a great leader or something like that. And yet God called him and, and he, he took that calling and accepted this responsibility, although he didn't think he was worthy, you know. Yeah and uh, was able to push past all of those wrong voices or wrong um, uh, outside influences into his life and listen to the one truth uh, and ultimate truth, which is, is God. You know? yeah. So that's, that's amazing. That's wonderful. Dale, I really, really appreciate you being with us today and, and sharing your heart for the book and in the book. Um, and uh, just a little bit more about uh, this, this perspective that you've taken on uh, on the soul and on uh, healing that can come through uh, the right the right things in a person's life, the right outlook, and then the right understanding. Um, is there anything? Tell us how how um, people can get a hold of the book if they would like to purchase the book, or uh, um, just you know ways to get in contact with you, things like that. Uh, the book is available on Amazon. Just go to Amazon.com. You should be able to search Soul Healer. And it should be the first thing that pops up. Okay. Uh, but also you can contact me via email at soulhealerministries at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much for being with us on the program today. It is such uh, a privilege to have you with us and to be able to talk to you uh, here at the, the 28th General Conference. Okay, thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. 
Thank you for listening to this edition of the IPHC Leadership Cast. For more information on the Leadership Cast and other church-related resources, please visit www.iphc.org.